The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and remain on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So we are now back into ordinary time. We celebrate uh, the gift, celebrated the gift of Christmas, and we're into a new year, which means, of course, a new message series. Uh, this is a three homily series, starting here at St. Joseph's and St. Ursula's, and then next weekend at Blessed Sacrament and St. Agnes. You can uh, watch the stream or I'll post the homily, and then I take a break as I'm at Our Lady of Victory, and then conclude with the third homily, uh, back here at St. Joseph's and St. Ursula's. And the title of this uh, message series is New Year's Resolutions, Who Has God Made Us to Be? Some of you have, may have made some New Year's resolutions and New Year's are a good chance for us to start new things, to renew things, to start again. We need those opportunities in our lives constantly because none of us are perfect gives us new opportunities. And when I looked at um, uh, these resolutions, I, I saw some of the, the top five, and, and some of them might be something that you do as well, or you have chosen to exercise more. Everybody wants to get into shape, right? Uh, eat healthier. So no more Big Bacon Classic combos at Wendy's. Those taste really good, by the way, just so you know. Um, lose weight. Right? We have these goals that we set. Or save money, whether it's savings, retirement, emergency plan, or saving money for that trip. We're, we're looking at kind of making those, again, commitments. And all of these are, are really good things to do. They're really good. Spending more time with others. These are about the top five New Year's resolutions, according to a few studies that I looked at. And these are good things. And yet, in this message series, I want us to go a little bit deeper because these things are, are a lot about ourselves. Of course, we want to be healthier, we want to exercise, we want to spend more time, but it's kind of a, something that kind of solely benefits us in one sense. That it doesn't go a little bit deeper to try to discover 
how God has made us to be. When you look at these resolutions, whatever ones you make, maybe one of those top five, some of the statistics are very interesting. Only 9% of people keep their New Year's resolutions to the end of the year. 9%. 23% quit by the first week. Okay? Most people quit the second Friday of the month, which would have been this past Friday. You know what they call that? They call that Quitter's Day. Because making changes, changing our habits, changing our routine is difficult to do. When we fall into a pattern and we have to kind of let go of things and change directions, it takes a lot of effort and commitment. And there's those temptations to have those nacho chips and watching the Los Angeles Chargers lose last night after winning, leading 27-0. I don't know if you saw the game. You know, we get into habits, and so to change habits, let go of some of those unhealthy things, and to create something new takes a long time. They say creating a new habit takes about 30 days, and yet two weeks in, a lot of people quit. A lot of people let go. This message series is about New Year's resolutions, but kind of faith resolutions, which I think would argue is more important. Gets to the heart and soul of our lives. Takes great amount of effort to change, but I think in the long run, that's going to help us discover and become who God has made us to be. And the readings certainly help us with that. We heard in the first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, and now the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. The prophets, Isaiah, knew he was chosen by God to bring people back to him, back to God. I think these readings, especially for this first homily series, helps us set up saying, who has God made us to be? Just Boston Bruin fans who beat the Leafs last night, by the way. I won't say much more of that. Because I think if we discover who God has made us to be and who we're supposed to be in this world, we're going to live fulfilled lives. Despite challenges or difficulties or struggles, we've been uh, formed in the womb to be servants of God. Messengers of his love. Which means we don't follow our way to live our lives. We need to follow God's way. Might be a New Year's resolution for us. Do I go God's way or my way? Well, we've been made and formed to share that good news to bring people closer to the love of God. In the second reading, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. We're not only called to be servants or messengers, but saints. And let's, let's be clear that saints are not people who were perfect in their lives. Read some of the lives of the saints. Saints are people who, despite their sufferings, despite their weaknesses, tried uh, to do everything they could to follow God's will. And we're called to be saints in our world today. You know, 
And it, it's all in those small and different ways. I, I remember during the week, I had a weekday mass here and some of the uh, pine needles were falling into the, on the floor in the sanctuary. So before mass, as they're praying the rosary, I was sweeping up the pine needles just so it was clean. And someone after mass said, wow, you swept really well. I said, that's the only way I'm gonna get to heaven. In humble, loving service. I'm sure I missed some of the pine needles. But we're called to be saints, and it's not doing great things necessarily or popular things, but recognizing that we've been chosen in that greatness to share the gospel and to live the gospel. In the gospel we just heard from the gospel of John, this is kind of this sense of the connected with the baptism of the Lord as we celebrated because the way Christmas felt, we celebrated last Monday. We still get this remnants of uh, Christ's baptism when John the Baptist says, here's the Lamb of God. He's testifying. He says, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Now John the Baptist says, I testify, this is the Son of God. He has come after me who was before me to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we recognize that if we're going to be servants, if we're called to be saints, we don't do it alone. Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit. Later this afternoon, I have three baptisms here at St. Joseph's, and we're going to be uh, celebrating and witnessing the descent of the Holy Spirit on these children to be servants and to be saints, because it makes a difference if we take this year of 2023 to figure out who God has made us to be. Because when we discover that, we will realize the power, the grace, the love, the light, and the hope that we have that needs to be activated, needs to be accessed, but also needs to be shared. This world depends on us to be those faithful disciples. And we hear in the baptismal rite, with the anointing of chrism, and I'll be doing this this afternoon, I'll use these words. He now anoints you with the chrism of salvation so that joined to his people, you may remain as a member of Christ, priest, prophet, and king. And I anoint the crown of the children's heads. There's a difference between knowing who we're supposed to be as servants, as saints, as Jesus in this world. We know we're called to that. Our faith reminds us of that. I don't think this is anything new for anyone. But the more difficult or more challenging part is to figure out how specifically am I supposed to do that in this world today? How am I called to be that saint, to be that servant, to be able to share that good news? And that's kind of this message series is kind of going to hope to challenge all of us to dig a little deeper, to look for some more because you know, our faith is not just simply an attendance thing where we just watch and listen, but we're transformed by the gift of the Eucharist, by the scriptures, by our community of faith to be Jesus, really, practically, and intently in this world. And so I've, uh, you know, gonna take three faith resolutions for me in 2023, and I've written it in a bulletin article as well as well the first the three are this the first is spending time with god that's an obvious one but spending time with god listening 
to what he's telling me because he listens to me way too much. I sometimes don't give him a chance to reply. I sometimes kind of unload upon him, which he's happy to do, but then I sometimes move on and don't let him speak to me the words of encouragement, of support, of wisdom and guidance. And so I'm going to be more intentional on being quiet. I know that seems like a miracle impossibility, but to listen because we need to listen like Isaiah, like the prophets, like John the Baptist, so that we know what we're supposed to do, which means we know what we're not supposed to do. The sense of discernment. Second resolution is embrace discipleship. What does that mean? We, I've been using the word being a faithful disciple. I'm, and for me in this 2023 New Year's resolution or faith resolution for me is embracing the opportunity to be a disciple. So when uh, something comes across my desk or, I, or I'm invited to do something or an opportunity comes before me, I'm not going to think first and foremost at how much it's going to cost me of my time, of my energy. What I'm going to look at that is as an opportunity to, how can I, and I'll ask myself, I'm gonna try, I hope I don't, you know, reach quitter's day, but I'm gonna to try to say, how can I help this person, this situation, this group, this circumstance, before I ask myself, I'm too tired, I don't have time. Why do they keep bothering me? So embrace the opportunities to be Christ rather than kind of sometimes we can be dragged into doing that. And so not thinking of myself first. And finally, challenges are opportunities. Sometimes we're going to, you know, every day we're going to face challenges, struggles whether it's in our relationships, whether it's in our workplace, school, home, there's gonna be challenges. Life is full of them, we can't avoid them. Some of them are big challenges, discerning jobs, uh, discerning what you're gonna do with your life to what are we going to do today or what uh, in our workplace, what difficulties or problems maybe with coworkers or maybe there's a big project and we don't know what to do. Instead of kind of feeling it that as a burden, as a difficulty, that challenge becomes an opportunity to look at something differently or try to do things differently that creates new experiences that we never thought of before. Challenges make us grow. Certainly the year of 2023 for our family of parishes is going to be a big year of discernment as we move forward because we can't stay where we are. With the five buildings and the financial situations we're in, we can't stay there, nor should we. We need to move forward as disciples, reaching out to the world and not trying to just sit back and try to hang on to what we have. And so those are my three uh, faith resolutions that I'm going to try to place at the forefront in my life so that I can become who God has made me to be. I can become who God has sent me here in ministry for all the people in Chatham for his glory for his light, for his love. My favorite, and I'm gonna end with this, my favorite uh, quote from Pope Benedict, and I think it kinda helps us in this journey. He said this, 
The world offers you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. And greatness is not popularity. It's not fame. The greatness is living and sharing the good news of the gospel, being Christ in this world. And we do have a power. We do have a grace. We do have a strength that sometimes becomes untapped for us. So as we continue in our Mass and we enter into this message series of New Year's resolutions, who has God made us to be? Take some time this week to think about that. You know, God's, how is God calling me to be a servant, a saint, a disciple? And what may be some faith resolutions that we can make to place Christ at the center of our lives? One of the things, as you notice, I didn't make as a New Year's resolution is shorter homilies.